People. Welcome to the Better Everyday Podcast, episode 59. I feel like we've been in the 50s forever. We have been. Um, we're coming to you from our backyard. The guys are here. It's beautiful outside. Hashtag get outside. Hashtag get outside. Um, today's podcast is entitled Track Your Numbers or Don't. Love that. Love it. What does that mean, Dana? What's that inspired by, Alyssa? <laughs> Not tracking our numbers. So now that the barbell is back, everybody's like, oh, we should take out our old notebooks and see what we used to bench and front squat. And that's, that's like a weird impression of like Maddie P and Joe Holmes in like one. <laughs> Wait, those were my two spirit. Like, that's what I was going for. I'm so glad that came through. You nailed it. So the thing, like we always say, our opinions and training methodologies is always kind of like evolving and morphing into something different so yes tracking your numbers is great but looking at your numbers from two years ago when you were training these lifts you know once a week all the time it's not really going to give you a comparison that's worth looking at you have no idea like stress was different back then your life was different again we were using the barbell a lot more frequently than we are now um, or it's like when someone runs a mile in under 10 minutes and you tell them how great that is. And like, but yeah, well, when I was a track star in high school, I could run it in five. Like, cool. You're never going to be that <laughs> no. track star in high school. a while ago. <laughs> Not never, but it's going to require a lot more effort on your part. Like, who really knows if your body even is, should be running a marathon yeah. at this point. So I think it's just kind of important to talk about how you can't, I guess this is like very similar to what we talked about, about comparisons though. True. That you can't, even comparing yourself to your old you is just not something that, it's not going to help you progress. So it's like, so So let's say you looked back in your notebook that was two years old, pre-COVID, and you were benching like 250, and then like the other day, you, you know, you put up like 185, and you're like, oh, well, I just, I suck, I'm just like the worst. But it's like, that's not, first of all, that's not going to help you get better. Second of all, all of, so many parameters around what you're doing now are different. So it's like, why would you expect to just be able to do that? And I guess that's part of understanding that every day is going to be a little bit different in training and we have to understand that if we're not feeling as great as we were on some days, that that's okay. I don't know if that made sense. Or even on like a smaller scale of like week by week, like say you were tracking your notebook for your squat and last week for eight reps you did 100 pounds and this week you go to do a squat again but maybe you slept like shit the night before or you didn't eat so great over the weekend or your knees bothering you it's raining I don't know so many factors but you see what you did last week so you try and go heavier just because you saw that number and you think that you need to be heavier than you did last week but instead you could just squat and do what feels heavy today because that's still challenging you that's hard for today yeah. and you're way less a risk of injury or anything else bad happening in that moment or later on in the week when you overworked yourself on that squat that you didn't really need to do anyway which is kind of brings us to this next thing so in in our running classes we've been talking a lot about rpe rpe stands for rate of perceived exertion which is just a really fancy way of saying how hard do you feel like you're working and the best way to measure this is like essentially anything from like one through four doesn't really count that's like baseline you're watching tv you're walking your dog you're playing with your kids but like let's say five to ten that's that's a good place so five being something is intermediate six seven eight nine ten gradually up to super hard couldn't do it again 
So it's like when you're doing these workouts, when you're when you're squatting, it doesn't really matter what you did the week before. It just matters that in that moment you feel like you're hitting that seven eight and you're challenging yourself. That's really like all that matters in a workout is that you feel like you pushed but you didn't overdo it. And like it's always better to leave a little bit in the tank than it is to go to like that full ten on your first set and then you screw yourself for the rest of the workout. That's like when we tell you guys like today was four reps, so I told everyone to feel like they could do five or six reps. Especially when you get to your first working weight, because what we have fourteen more minutes to go, you're gonna do how many sets with that weight? Like you don't wanna be maxed out on your last rep of your first set with your working weight, because then what? How are you gonna do the next set? And the reality is there doesn't really need to be like any maxing out when you think that you're just like training for life and you're training for everyday stuff there doesn't ever need to like you guys should never really feel like you're at a 10 of 10 ever like I I don't think I ever feel like I'm at a 10 of 10 I mean maybe some like bike intervals might get you there but right I was like (laughs) all out as hard as I could for 10 seconds but otherwise yeah but otherwise no but in the same way like if you're squatting for whatever eight reps like you shouldn't feel like you're at a four the entire time like there should be challenging you but but maybe not so much that you can't go on anymore But that's why if you think of this rate of perceived exertion and how hard you feel like you're working, you could use that in every workout and you don't even need a notebook and you don't have to compare to the previous week and you don't have to compare to yesterday. It's just like literally based off of how you feel in that moment. Now, of course, there are things in that moment that affect how you feel and let's go over them. Things that we talk about all the time, stress, sleep, recovery, work, food, water like if you're a girl your cycle all kinds of things all kinds of things like that so it's like if you are having an off day like instead of beating yourself up over it think about all of those factors that we just mentioned and like was anything out of the ordinary like were you like oh wow yeah I, I was I was up with my kids or you know what Monday's workout really killed me I mm, that's true I don't feel like I recovered from that and those are that's like information that we could then do something about to to help you recover better for the following day so like if you keep coming in you're like sore as hell that's not great guys that means that we're not recovering and that's not what we want for you guys either that might actually mean that your rp is too high on certain days and you're actually you are pushing it a little bit past where you should be um i I think that sometimes people think that Alyssa and i that's you guys know when we walk in we say are you guys sore we don't always we're not really always looking for that yes you know i'm actually more interested in i love when people tell me they're not sore because that's great that means that they're going to be able to give everything that they can to this workout push it more today right right in front of them so if you are feeling super sore and like a little max out from these workouts let us know because it could definitely be a diet thing a water thing a sleep thing and the good news about that stuff is is all of that is in your control just a general resting thing just, if you're yeah. constantly going not letting yourself actually recover you're never going to recover also true also want to point out that you notice that like 50 pounds one week will feel way different than 50 pounds <laughs> another week in either direction like some weeks it might feel like 20 pounds other weeks it might feel like 500 pounds and that's just so many factors go into that really too but it doesn't always feel the same that's so true like even this past weekend saturday sunday monday i didn't lift any weights i just did all cardio because i was having a back situation and i picked up like a 25 pound dumbbell on tuesday and i was like this is the heaviest 25 pound dumbbell i've ever held and i'm talking it's three days that i just didn't lift any weight and it's it's all relative like my body was like well you haven't picked anything up that's nearly this heavy all weekend and even for us like i can say like when i go to demo things like there's some days where like (laughs) demoing with 20s is like a breeze and other days i'm like 
what the <laughs> fuck? Like, why am I winded and, like, sweating just from holding a pair of 20s when that's, like, my normal? But some days it just is, the 20s feel like 40s. You're like, if I'm demoing something at night, I'm always grabbing yeah. 10-pound weights. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and they look ridiculous in my hands, just like when you guys grab something that's too light for you. But I don't care because my, my body's tired. I already worked out. <laughs> exactly. Um, but so back to that rate of perceived exertion, stuff feeling hard in the moment that's what we're looking for every workout you don't have to you don't have to track numbers to make progress which is just the point that we're trying to drive home it's great to gather information and use it as information but unfortunately i think that tracking a lot of times in the book has just made people believe kind of like Alyssa said well if you did 85 for six you gotta do 95 for six because that's what your notebook says and i just don't believe that that is the case i believe you could do the same weight and try to get more sets in I believe you could slow it down and those are all ways to build volume which is how we build muscle which is what we're all looking to do anyway so it doesn't have to always be heavier to be better or to make you stronger and that's 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 the thing and some days like maybe you just need to move it doesn't even Mm -hmm. maybe you come in some days and you do feel like you're at that five or you're at that four on that scale but you know what that's okay if that's how tired you're feeling it's probably for the best that you're pulling it back um but I do agree that it is always better to get in and do something than it is to yeah, to, do to do nothing and with your like running and cardio and stuff what we're telling you to use the rp and like obviously we wouldn't be tracking your weights with this anyway to really just make make sure you're uncomfortable when you're mm-hmm. running that's how you know you're working hard like we always say like if you can talk you're not working hard enough which has been an issue in the past with our interval classes having a conversation during 30 seconds shouldn't that's be something you can do it to 40 20 <laughs> for the first round plot twist <laughs> No, but seriously, if you are, that's why sometimes when people say like, oh, intervals are easy. It's like, no, they're not. You underachieve. You're not trying hard. When I do intervals, I'm fucking dying. I hate intervals. I'm always like nauseous. (laughs) Every last bit of the 30 seconds, I'm like, I I need it. And that's how it should feel. Like when, when we are doing these cardio days and everybody who's been coming to the cardio party on Tuesday, you know what I'm talking about. And if you haven't, you should come in and try it. But on that recovery time that's all that you should really be able to do is recover i had to say to a couple people yesterday like sit down don't talk like just catch your breath and let your heart rate come down so that you're ready for the next one because that's what interval endurance training is about it's about bringing your heart rate up and then being able to bring it back down so that you're ready to go for that next bit of work and when we give you a longer rest for things like 90 seconds or two minutes and you're just like this is retarded like this is way too long why am i resting this long but you're not working hard enough to need that rest that's the problem you should need the two minutes. It should be mandatory for you to do the next part. If not, then you're cruising at that four and not really getting where you need to be. But that's what we're always looking for, for every, you to just be at a level of discomfort that you can maintain. Um, progress is definitely not easy, but it definitely shouldn't be comfortable. It should always be, what do we say? Manageably uncomfortable? I feel like I say that. We say that. We say that? Or uncomfortably manageable. Why do I feel it feels so natural when I just like say it? Manageably terrible, we say. Ah, manageably terrible. Yeah. Which is kind of the same thing. Similar, yeah. You guys get it. So the bottom line is you don't need a notebook. You can feel free to track. Yes. I don't recommend revisiting things that are anywhere three months and over. I don't think that you should have any current notebook only will we support. Yeah, if you want a new notebook, that's great. Um and you want to keep track of it that's also great but if you're gonna go ahead and do that you should probably be tracking other things that matter water food sleep stress um 
because it goes hand in hand and you might find that when you look back on your notebook like and the day where you like crush the workout you're like oh shit I got eight hours of sleep my kid was at my mom's I didn't have work that day I mean there's so many different factors to how well you perform in the gym and your notebook could actually be giving you more valuable feedback than just how much you benched and squatted and deadlifted it could really tell you like where you're missing out on some key areas of recovering or nourishment or mindfulness yeah that's I, what that's what i really think if you're gonna keep a notebook I'm, I'm just there should be more than just numbers in that notebook definitely like it, you should really note how you feel like i'm keeping a food Alyssa and i are keeping food journals right now mm-hmm. and we like track like our moods a little bit in there and it's so interesting to like follow the trends and then like kind of see how our workouts match up with how we feel because it, it makes you feel better if you have like one of those days where you're like why am i so tired why is this 25 pound dumbbell so heavy and then you look back at your food journal and you're like oh here's why I mean, this is also something that Dana and I have gotten much better at recently, but like we've been doing this for over 10 years and you want to be in that mentality of just like, no, I have to go as hard as I possibly can and do faster and better than I did the time before, but that's not necessarily how it always has to be. And I think for most people, I know for me, especially like out of the month, like I usually have one really great week where I kill every workout, one week where everything feels like shit, and then two decent weeks out of the month. That's just my, that's normal. Yep. But we've talked about that before. You're yeah. not going to go in and, and crush every every workout, and you're not going to cruise around the building every time. Like Because, again, you know, like, if you ran a mile and got faster every time, you'd be running a three-second mile right at now. some point. Yeah, like, you'd be squatting 500 pounds if you could squat heavier every single time you squat. Which is why we're telling you guys that it doesn't always have to be heavier to be harder. Like, when you change up different things, when you take away some of your rest, when you slow down the movement, when you just add another set instead of going heavier, all of those things contribute to progress. Like, we're, I don't think we've ever been this way, but especially now, we're definitely not like, go heavier, go heavier, go heavier, go harder. It's more like, now when somebody asks me what to grab, I always say, well, how do you feel? Yeah. And I think that just, like, taking that extra step to think about, well, how do I feel? Am I at a 6 a.m. class instead of a 6 p.m. class? Because if I'm a regular 6 p.m. or I should, I'm probably going to grab something a little bit different at that morning class. So it's kind of just about being more in tune with your body and how you feel in that moment. And basically something is always better than nothing. Kind of what lends to what Alyssa said about... Pay attention to how you feel. I used to be obsessed with going heavier and more and this. And, and now, like, sometimes you just got to get through the workout. Yeah. Sometimes it's really just about, sometimes it really is just about showing up and figuring it out. And sometimes you surprise yourself and you go heavier than you thought you were going to go or you thought you could go. Actually, that's really true too. Sometimes when you have the low expectations, it's cool when you're like, wow, I did way better than I thought. I also want to add with the like being in tune with yourself and how you feel and like self-awareness, whatever. We've been doing step ups for what are we on week six, five now. If you've been grabbing the same weight for your step-ups every time, just, like, I'm not saying you have to go heavier or lighter or whatever, but, like, take note of how you feel when we do step-ups. Because when we're doing step-ups for 6 each leg and 10 each leg, like, it should feel different and you should be able to do different weights. Just pay attention to that. Maybe you don't even think about it. You're just like, oh, step-ups, I use a 25. That's just what you do. Like, maybe that 25 is super, super hard one week and really, really easy the other week. And that's, that's kind of what we're saying is, like, variation is really the key. Like, even if you could go lower box, higher weight, mm-hmm. do something – just do something that you haven't done that gets you outside of feeling like, oh, yeah, well, I always grab 15s for this. But it shouldn't – you shouldn't always be grabbing 15s for this. Sometimes there should be some variation. And if you don't know, ask. Wow, that's – we love, we love to help. 
I love to tell people what box to step up on, and you know, if it, if if the, if the little rogue box is too little and the other box is too high, like we can make that work, guys. We, we can figure it out. Fleet. It's easy, guys. <laughs> it's really easy. And also, when you're doing your whatever you're doing, and we tell you to go heavier, and you ask us if we're sure, like, yeah, we just watched you blow through it. <laughs> you thought that's the way you always do, so you just think like this is the weight that I do, but you could probably do more. We wouldn't tell you you could if you couldn't. We never set people up for failure. We try and protect you from failure, usually. <laughs> yeah. Protect you from your own egos sometimes. <laughs> so in summary, basically, tracking your numbers is not the only way to progress. Being uncomfortable is. Mm. Doing different things. Varying it up. And if you're going to keep a notebook, make sure you track all that other stuff, too. Have self-awareness. Have self-awareness. Going too hard all the time is just going to lead to burnout or injury, and that's just going to set you way further back than maybe going a little later one day a week. It's actually a really good point that we should have said before, especially if you are coming in and we say, like, how do you feel? And you're like, fucking shot. And we're like, okay, do this. And you're like, oh, but I always do. No. If you grab what you always do when you feel like shit, then you the likelihood of you being able to work out the rest of that week, it, it declines yeah. rapidly. So you hurt your back when you're out for the rest of the week and then... Your body has a certain level of stress load that it can handle. And if you if you push it, that's when you get hurt. And that's what we try to keep everybody under. Like, you know, you guys tell us a lot about your lives. We have a pretty good idea of people's stress level, their workload, family life, stuff like that. So we have all this stuff in mind when we're... Yeah, we know you guys. You can see on your face a lot of times, too, when you come in, like, we'll go a little bit later today, probably. You're welcome. You're welcome. Okay, so I was wrapping it up, and then I just got on that little... Got sidetracked. Got a little sidetracked. Val will be happy. This is 17, almost 20 minutes. So Val's drive home is going to be perfect. You're welcome, Val. This one's for you, Val. Well, should we summarize again? Or we're gonna... I guess so. Okay. Tra- don't track your numbers or track your numbers. But if you're going to track your numbers, track all the other stuff. Pay attention to how you feel. Be don't un- cheat yourself if it's easy. Push yourself. Be uncomfortable. Rest on the rest intervals. No. Go hard on the hard intervals. It should be challenging. Ter- what is my... Ta- terribly <laughs> what mangely terrible mangely terrible and i think that's really it for today guys thank you for listening um if you don't know what rpe is after this podcast i don't know what to say it's not rpsc which is confusing <laughs> or r-e-s-p-e-c-t or rps no c because nice. <laughs> you can see in the window we're leaving it like that on purpose anyways have a great day guys thanks for listening bye